here we go here we go here we go it is time for another episode of living your best life with caroline and aj this is by far my most favorite job i'm so excited we're having a great time tonight we're going to have a great show tonight and it is good to be living my best life i know it was a long time coming but i'm here i'm here i'm here and i ain't going nowhere we have a special guest tonight and i'm so excited to share this space with him so honey won't you introduce our next guest gotta put the cheetahs on because she sent me a message like i don't know him because he's blind but uh let me read what she sent me so we can be official up in here we ain't no random podcast this is for real for real so let me introduce this young man to you coming to you i'm going to introduce to you isaiah jones london he's a 22 year old new jersey based creative and designer representing the city of east orange crisscross roads baby he is the founder and current creative director of his first streetwear brand jones london and it's not the full word london it is jones l n d n if you see the logo the brand jones london is intended to be a collective experience highlighting his body of work using creative projects displayed through clothing graphic design photography and film and let me tell you one crazy thing about this young man we have cell phones we have all this incredible technology this fool went film like you put in the camera and you got to roll and you got to go get developed i don't know what's wrong with him i'm trying to get him back into this digital world but that's his hustle so we'll see how that work out he describes the brand as a creative network with the mission of executing visual art and developing a timeless lifestyle jones london is more than just clothes isaiah is also a recent 2023 college graduate from rutgers university uh, school of business where he received his bachelor of science in marketing with a concentrated study of entrepreneurship let's clap that up let's clap that Yay! part up let's clap that part up that's right that's right because we graduated together this year but if y'all don't know ah there it is across the table y'all feel that but if you don't know more importantly he is our grandson. That's right. That's right. Now, we wanted to give him a proper introduction just because he's our grandson and we know everything about him. But you know what? We wanted to treat him just like we treat every single one of our guests so he gets to get his bio read too so that everybody gets to know who he is. Hey, Isaiah. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. 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 But you know what? I always tell people. You can give a person a bio and they can read a bio, but it ain't the same as having a person talk about themselves. So we're just going to talk about you because this show is called Living Your Best Life. And I know you live in your best life, so we're going to talk about that. I don't know if you just saw him last night in that bathroom, cleaning that bathroom. I don't know if he was living his best life. My man had the Swifter out. He was mopping the floor. He was cleaning the tub. and you know, Right? And so we can live our best life, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. So let me just give a little disclaimer. I decided to go in my bathroom and rip the ceiling down. And when you live in these old East Orange houses, it's plaster, it's wood, it's lathe, it's old insulation, and all that came down on the floor. My man came in there and saw everything going on. He said, Pop, I got to help you out. And he came in there and helped tighten the bathroom up. So that's those good fruits. And uh, we'll thank your mother for that because she breathes some of that love into you too in the Jones family. That's you know right, what I mean? That's right. And I want to thank you for that because I wasn't touching <laughs> that. I came home from work and I'm like, okay. And you had Naomi. I had I'm Naomi. Like, I, hear, I hear all I was this like, noise no, upstairs. Somebody going to have to do this if we want the bathroom to go back to normal. Exactly. So. It wasn't going to be me. Exactly. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about exactly. it. Exactly. So Isaiah. You are a college graduate. How does it feel to be a college graduate? Honestly, what this is like my sixth month out here. So if you really want to be technical, three because I graduated in August. But <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I'm just got my first job out of college. I'm a social media coordinator for an educational board. So I'm just getting myself acclimated with that. But it seems all right. Okay. Now, you know you're going to have to tell me at least. Maybe everybody else know what that title is, but I have no idea what that is. What do you do? So, basically, I was hired to rebrand the company's vision and their message just on a social media platform. So, I run their Instagram, their LinkedIn, their website. They called me to, you know, re-envision it for them. Wow. And that is education. Wow, 
that's kind of big. I yeah, might need to that. hire you myself, yeah, right? Man. That's because today this is a, uh, a multimedia, socially conscious world. So, well, if you don't have a presence on a social media platform. And I do think I like what you said about rebranding because one of the problems is the older guard, they're not hip to this. They don't know what works. They just threw it up there. It's been up there for 20 years, and it stayed the way it is. No popping colors, no moving images. Exactly. So they're not uh, aware of what needs to be done to, to catch people visually. Yeah. So you got the freedom to do that. Exactly. And I said rebrand because it's their mission, of course. I'm, everything I'm doing is what they envision. I'm just making it sexy. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that. Making it sexy. Yeah. And, and let's talk a little bit about that, that college journey because... Uh, you know, it is, uh, you know, with me, it took me 23 years to get my degree. Okay, I started with your mama when she went to school. She got hers in four. Shout out to mommy. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and we, we can't leave your pop out either because he also went to school and got his degree, you know. So he went the finance direction. Yep. And uh, there was no choice for you because they looked at you. And then, of course, we looked at you because you got the good Dr. Caroline sitting over here. Hey, hey. Okay. And uh, in this world, in our generation, we could get away with a high school diploma. And not saying you can't do it now, but if you want to have that leg up, a degree is definitely something that helps uh, give you a little more profile. So how was your college journey with your four years that you were able to go through Rutgers? And you were at Rutgers downtown Newark, not at the Piscataway campus, right? Yep, downtown Newark. So... Starting from the beginning, I graduated high school 2019, graduated with my certification in graphic design, and I knew that because I did graphic design in high school and college, I wanted to, you know, do something more professional, not saying graphic design isn't professional, but I wanted to step away from the creative side and, and you know, try to find a pathway educationally and doing something in the business field. So that's why I decided to go to Rutgers Business School. Also, in high school, I actually received a scholarship my junior year where they told me, look, if you go to Rutgers, you'll have no debt. Can <laughs> 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 oh, we clap that up? We're going to clap that up. We're we going to clap like, that yeah. up because I think I'm one of the other few people Absolutely. that graduated with no debt. We're going to clap that up. So, <laughs> I actually got enrolled in college debt-free from the jump. So it was like, you got to be dumb to not go. They, they offered me a scholarship. I was interested in, you know, business. I, I I didn't a lot of people go into college undeclared, like they don't pick their major, but I knew right, from the right. jump that I wanted to do marketing. So my freshman year I declared my major actually. Instead rather than junior year, I already knew that I wanted to do business. So freshman year kinda was a little wacky because like I said, twenty nineteen is when I enrolled and if we all can go flash back what happened twenty twenty. The pandemic. <laughs> I was four months into dorming. And then we got an email and said that we got to go remote. So from 2020 to September 2021, my college experience was completely online. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And let me just stop you there for a minute because, you know, I don't know how people really, I'm a social creature. I, I need that social interaction. And a lot of your generation uh, you folks have kind of came in the house because y'all played videos, y'all put the headsets on, y'all communicate to each other uh, through the screen as opposed to in person. Like my group get together, we go hang out. Uh, so, But when you're in college, you're thrust into that environment, you get a chance to meet and greet people, you're dealing with your professors and everything. Now all of a sudden they flip the script on you and they put you in this online environment. What was that adjustment like for you? So at first, it was a nightmare because... Being a business student, some of those business classes are taught by the nitty-gritty, old-fashioned corporate professors. Well, they're not playing no games. They're not taking no excuses. So a lot of the classes I had my sophomore year going into my junior year where you do declare is when you start getting a little of those tougher classes. So trying to bring the schoolwork onto a laptop and do Zoom and everything, that was a little challenging. But I think... For some people, it actually probably was better. Like, you know, some some people, they didn't like the group work. They didn't like having to get up and present in front of people. Like, I remember I was doing a presentation. I had a collar shirt on and a blazer up top, but pajama pants at the bottom because 
all you gotta do is see me from yep. from the chest up. So That's the best it had it, yeah, exactly. So it, it had its it, its ups and downs, but <laughs> I feel like I was able to adjust. Um, probably better in person, like like you said, it's my generation is a mix between online and in person interaction but there's nothing like that in person interaction you i think you miss out a lot on networking skills and stuff like that just being at home so like i said my sophomore year we went online sophomore year is really where you start setting up you know some possible internship opportunities you miss out on those things if you just on the laptop right right you have to work two times as hard so it definitely had its ups and downs i'll say Right now you roll into your junior year where now things are, you're starting to solidify, starting to make those contacts. And uh, so junior year and then you're working to your senior year. How did those two years go? So junior year, 2021, September, like I said, that's when we came back. So we came back and of course, everyone is happy to be happy to be back on campus. I'm back dorming. You you meeting old friends, you making new friends. It might have been a little too much of the <laughs> of the socializing because y'all hadn't seen exactly. Each other. Yeah. So when we got back, junior year was lit. Junior year was my favorite year. <laughs> I <laughs> if love I'm it. being honest, I love yeah. it. Junior year was honestly lit, and it actually, besides the you know the fun and the party stuff, it actually sharpened me academically because junior year is another turning point. Just like your junior year in high school, you take the SAT. You pick what college you're going to. Junior year in college is sort of the same thing. You have to make important decisions. You have to network with people. And that's when I actually, junior year, I was actually offered two internships. So okay. it shaped me academically. Um, definitely made some new friends, made some good decisions, some bad decisions. Met, you know, my sweetheart now. So junior year, junior year, I like junior year. Junior year is my favorite year, honestly. <laughs> I it's funny. You. I learned a lot junior year. So, boom, transitioning to senior year. Junior year actually also was my first time taking summer classes. Okay. So, like I said, it was it was sharpening me academically, <coughs> taking summer classes so, you know, I could get my act straight senior year. Um, that was kind of picking up slack from, like I said, 2020 re- readjusting to being online. So, rolling into my senior year, I kind of knew, knew that, you know, um, graduation was around the corner. And time was ticking. Senior year, senior year flew. It flew, yeah. honestly. So my college career in general flew by because of being online. Right, right. But I think senior year was pretty straightforward. I, you knew what to, you knew what to do. You had the tough professors already. It, I felt like I felt like senior year, there was no obstacle academically. Like you, you've been here about to be four years now. Just. Yeah. Get to the finish line. Right. You know the routine. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know the lay of the land. Just yeah. make it happen. Just make it happen. So it was senior year, I think, was tough because I, I had some things going on outside, and we'll get into that. I started my business senior year, uh, my senior year. Oh, yeah. Uh, missed my first senior year finals because I was in the hospital. We can talk about that. Oh, we yeah. definitely got to yeah, talk definitely. about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But before we get there, let's exactly. uh, let's close out the <laughs> school piece with uh, your graduation was kind of lit. Yeah, you know, I had the pleasure of attending that and a packed house and the business class that graduated. Oh my God, it, it, that thing was some smart half, guys. Half the people in the auditorium was the business class, right? Yeah, I yeah. couldn't believe how many of y'all that was. Shout out to the business students. Shout out to class of twenty twenty three Rutgers Business School, man. Graduation was definitely one for the books. That also went. I feel like it. It was, was as I was blinking. It was wow. I'm I'm graduated already. Yeah. Just like that, we outside taking pictures. So, but graduation was awesome. Shout out to my parents, my family, and everything for making that happen. I was surprised by a surprise party afterwards yeah. that I had no idea about. I thought we was just gonna go out to mm-hmm. eat. Yeah, man. Ended up seeing some old friends. The party always was fan. the party was the bomb. Yeah. And I, I would like to piggyback right on that because you you mentioned that word. And that was the piece I wanted to bring in. You mentioned friends. And it was a pleasure seeing your friends that attended your event. Now, cl- clearly, that's just a small portion of your crew. But a couple of your friends, you know, Marcus and, you know, Trayvon, those are the ones we've seen for years. But meeting your newer friends, you know, Nat and, you know, your, your guys from your high school uh graduation it was so good to see how tight y'all have remained over these years have y'all continued to build those bonds so what did that mean seeing those faces and those folks taking this journey with you 
Uh, seeing seeing my friends that you know I've kept close for a long time really just let me know that they're here to stay. Honestly, um, those guys that I brought around, they never crossed me. If I called them up, they were there. I could I could trust them. You know, it was just a they were here for me. So I felt that in my heart. They came to celebrate. So that's always a good thing to see. Let's talk about this business, though. I uh, want to talk about this business. No, we got to, because it's all nice and, you know, we got to treat this like one of them, you know, Tyler Perry drama things, okay. you know? It's going to be a Tyler Perry drama. Yeah, you know. right. We talk about everything. So this is all the good stuff up front. And, you know, everybody's getting that all warm and fuzzies. Yeah. Okay, let's get all warm and fuzzy. No, we now we got to take it to the drama. Oh, okay. to the drama? We you, had drama? You need to talk about his hospital experience. So you can set that up because you were more involved in it than but I was. The, the hospital experience was... was was crazy yes first of all because let's be clear he could have checked out if things had not went the, the way it was supposed to go he definitely could have that's why he living his best life okay right now. yeah okay. honestly i'm still recouping from that we could talk about that get that out the way yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely here's what i know i know that you had a stomach ache and you you know you 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 come to you come to us all like, so my stomach hurts you know so we're like okay well take a something for it like what what go take I, can, shit. I can give you step by step of the well, day it happened okay well go ahead it's it's me and, it's me and Kayla my girlfriend we have class together on Fridays so we go and do lab so we wake up running running a little late we go to lab so obviously I didn't eat anything so in lab my stomach's hurting. And it's just, it's my whole stomach. It's not, they say your appendix is on your right side, but it's my whole stomach. And I'm like, I'm thinking I'm just hungry, you know? Like I said, we, we were running late. I skipped breakfast. So I said, after class, I'm going to eat something. After class, what did I do? I ate a full meal, too. I didn't eat none, no, no junk food or anything. I ate chicken and rice, mm-hmm. you know? We go throughout our day. Stomach is still feeling funny. Still feeling funny. We go to the mall. Like, we had a whole day. This is from morning time, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. when the mall is about to close. And my stomach is still feeling weird. I come in the house. I tell you. I tell Gaga. I'm like, my stomach's iffy. Like, something is wrong. (laughs) Something's wrong. It's not constipation. It's not hunger. Because normally, if it's that, you know, you eat, use the bathroom. It's, It's simple. I'm like, no, this is something serious for real, for real. But... Gaga, I think you didn't you didn't brush it away. I'm not gonna say you brush it away. It was but didn't know, you didn't know what to do, ache. really. I yeah, you, I said I said here, <laughs> here some ginger pills. I don't know what to do for a stomach ache, yeah. really. I don't I don't have that experience. Nobody knew what to do, so yeah. I think I think I did. I I ended up drinking tea, so I called my mom too. My mom was the first person I called, but because we came home, this was my this was my safe yeah. spot. But yeah. hold it, you got a preference. And where was your mother? Pennsylvania. She was in the Poconos. Mm, Don't forget. Was. And your dad was gone too. My dad was. He was gone in too. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Now carry on. Okay. Yeah. So to put that into perspective for the folks listening, my mom was out of state, and my dad was out of state. So at this point, I don't want to be on my own in the dorm, my college room. I come home. I'm like, look, it gotta be some tea. It gotta be. I know it gotta be some black sea oil, some echinacea. Right. It gotta be yeah. something in this house right. that right. I don't right. have at Rutgers University right. that can heal this. So, fast forward a little bit. I go back home. I'm still feeling like this, and I call. That's what. That's this is when I make that call. I'm like, nah, something ain't right. I gotta go to the ER. Mm-hmm. So, that's when you know whole world just turned upside down and and also if y'all don't know this ha- this is happening in December a week after I just launched my business so I launched my business on the 25th of November which is actually the anniversary is coming up okay. this week we can talk about that later okay yeah I didn't even get a week to celebrate my accomplishment cuz that same Friday I was in the hospital okay mm-hmm. So that whole thing was just like, wow, I felt like I just accomplished something very big before graduation. So this is still my senior year. So obviously some will argue that graduation is your biggest accomplishment, but I didn't graduate yet. So for me, this was my biggest solo accomplishment. 
Right. And right. I didn't even right. get to, you know, reap the benefits because I ended up in the hospital. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that your mother was in Pennsylvania at the time and I didn't know that your father was out of state either. So um, I, I wasn't blowing you off, but you were not bent over like you was about to die. So it was like I gave you some ginger tablets. Um, I said, if you think you need to go to the hospital, then you should go to the hospital. At that point, I didn't know that there was no parental people here, that I was the only one. Yeah, if but I didn't you know, have something going on that day, yeah, too? Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> Everybody was busy. We, we all did, but I would have blew off what I had going on. Yeah, but Absolutely. I'm just saying, you can, you know, that's hindsight, but you had yeah. something going on, too. Yeah, I was doing something, so too. So, everybody we, yeah. was in Everybody their own space, was doing something and right. then here you go, so you end up in the hospital. Yeah, so who took you to the hospital? Um, Our neighbor at Granny's house, his name is Swan. Yep. He works for Ramon. Swan took me to the hospital, actually. But you were released because you came back. I was released, came back. Oh, yeah, actually, my mom, wait, I don't know who took me the first day, honestly. I don't. Right. I don't know who took me the first day. I don't remember. But then when you, the second time, all hell broke loose and you went back. And the next thing we know, we get in the call that, what, you're having surgery at what? Right. Well, here's what I know. (laughs) I don't even remember. Right. Because he was probably out of it. But I can tell you this part. I get a phone call from you at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Um, saying that you're about that you're going to be going into um, okay yeah no first I get the The first day first I get a text from Kiana saying that Isaiah's in the hospital and so then I get the text from you saying that you're about to go to surgery and now I'm confused I'm like surgery because I didn't know anything else that was happening right so what so what happened that that um, made you have to have surgery so Apparently, apparently, I had appendicitis, right? Now, I remember this clearly because I wanted to go home. So, I'm obviously going to remember any details of me getting home. The lady told me, I remember this vividly, a nine-year-old just got this surgery. He was out in two days. So, I'm like, all right, a nine-year-old got this surgery. What, what am I tripping about? Okay. I'm going to be out of here tomorrow whole time and how long were you in the hospital i'm in the hospital for seven days <laughs> a whole week <laughs> but so there was obviously some complications but i want to say this one yeah. because and this is not to talk about the hospital and, and how they did things but when i got that phone call from you i said to myself there's no way in the world he's gonna go through surgery with nobody there at that point i realized your mom was out of town your father was out of town so i put on my clothes and i went to the hospital yeah i got there at five o'clock in the morning even though your your surgery wasn't scheduled for six o'clock i got there at five o'clock in the morning if i tell you the red tape that i had to get through and i still didn't get up to see you until I went by the time they got me to <coughs> I was in surgery already. You had already left to go to surgery. And I'm telling you, and I'm gonna say this on this airwaves so y'all can understand what what I was feeling. I was about to go to jail that day. Because when I tell you that I let loose on that security guard who held me up from going to the hospital, going to the surgery space where you was gonna get surgery because I wanted to be there with you to let you know your family was here. I'm telling you, I almost tore that hospital apart. Well, yeah, all you got to do is talk to his aunt because this is the classic line. She said, I've known Miss Jones a long time, but I've never seen that side of Miss Jones. And I didn't even hear this story. (laughs) I didn't hear this part. Go go ask her. She'll tell you about it. Yes, because when, and then Rollin felt so bad. She's like, oh, my God, I should have never left him. I should have never left. I said, it's not your fault. No. Because it's it's, this is fault. what happens. He's a grown man. You left him in the hospital. You went home to do what you needed yep. to do. But the thing is, is that when someone comes to the hospital to be with somebody who's going to go in surgery, you need to you need to move heaven and earth. You don't need to be stalling me for a whole entire hour. All right, that's a you problem. All right, you this know. is his interview. Let it go. But no, but uh, that, we have to because we're we're painting the picture. So we're getting to the place where now you're in the hospital. You're you're feeling what you're feeling. Everybody's on edge but how are you at that point because you know this 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 podcast is called living your best life and you are living your best life now because anybody who has ever gone through a near-death experience understands how important it is to live their life so go ahead tell that story 
Wow, I didn't even know she flipped out on the people. Oh, yeah. But at this point, so there's something you need to drink to get an x-ray. And I guess I my body wouldn't take it. So that's what was delaying it. So I remember the, the drama with that. I'm throwing it up. Yep. It's nasty. They take me for an x-ray. He didn't drink enough of it. Now I got to drink it again. again. So I remember that part, the annoying part. Then I remember they got me. It's like you at the dentist. Yep. They got me down. They're like, we're about to start. I'm like, this is not going to hurt, right? <laughs> They're, They're like, like no. You ain't going to feel You're it. You're not even going to feel it. Next you know, fast forward, I wake up. I'm in the bed upstairs. So I didn't even, you know, experience any of that. But I guess the surgery went a little left because when you do get your appendix removed, it should just be a clean shot. You get it removed, you know. And you're out in two days, as the lady said. But there was some bacteria issues during the surgery. I still, I still don't really understand the complications of it. But there were some issues that led to me staying in the hospital for an additional five more days. Yeah. I just wanted to go home. Yeah. And let's get to that part about when you finally got released, because I'll never forget. <clears throat> you pull up with your mother, and uh, she can't even walk. She comes in the house. She says. <laughs> Pop pop, can you help me with Isaiah? I'm like, what? Because I'm thinking what you just said. I, I know people had appendix. You know, I figured, okay, I know he's in the hospital a few days, but he it'll be bounced back. I go to the curb to get you, and literally, you you was walking like an old man. I was out of it. They said I lost 18 pounds. Yeah, man. So for those of you who've never been to the house. <laughs> Uh, thankfully, we don't have one of them houses where the house is 100 feet off the curb. But you got to walk to the house. Then you got to go up five steps. Then you got to take a step to get into the house. Then the bedroom's on the second floor. So you got to go up a flight of steps, hit the landing, make a turn, and then go up another flight of steps to get mm-hmm. to the room. And every step we took, you could just hear him. Oh, oh I was like, are you going to make it? Do you want to go on the couch? And uh, so we did get him home and got him squared away. But the journey did not end there. Yeah, I was just going to say. Cause because it's like, now what happened for you for the next 30 days? <laughs> now I'm home. I was happy to see my bed. But that didn't even last long because in an hour, a personal surgeon was coming to the house to put me in a, on an at-home IV. Yes. So even that was a journey every day, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. I have to inject myself, my own arm, with the antibiotics to flush out, you know, just to make sure you're good. Yeah, man. You have to do that for 30 days straight so it gets out of your system completely. I think, and I was mad, too, because, like I said, timeline, this is happening in December. What comes after December, January, my birthday, (laughs) the IV was still in my damn arm my birthday time, so I was mad. No shots for you. Exactly. But... It was wild. It was a wild time. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about others. I learned a lot about family, mm-hmm. um, most importantly. Yeah. But it was just a journey. That definitely was my darkest time, and I was. I think I. I think I recovered now, but it's been like it's been a rough year, I'd say. Because even even after graduation, I was still a little beat up about it. But mm-hmm. we live on. Well, I wanted to make sure we dropped that piece in because I want you folks to understand the, the, the severity of it. Because, again, as Caroline said, we're talking about living your best life. And that was a point where you almost did not have an opportunity to live your best life. But due to the forces of nature and the family and everybody rallying around you and your own resiliency, you're able to, to pick that up. So you said about starting your business. So let's flip the script again. Flip and let's move on into your business, Jones London. So I just want to say... Uh, I love the logo, number one, first off. And you've made a couple pieces. I'm a little salty over here because I saw my counterpart. That would be your other grandfather with that sexy black jean jacket (laughs) with the logo on the back. I took one look at him. I was like, oh, I'm about to jack him for this, you know. I don't seem to have one, but it's all good, you know. But I do have the uh, jersey that you made, which I think is gorgeous. I can't wait to wear that out. So talk to the folks uh, what was the mindset of you creating your business and then getting it off the ground and up and running? All right. So this is my junior year. Remember, I spoke a little about internships and the importance of it. So honestly, it was me getting an opportunity and saying, yo, 
you're gonna get out of here in a year. If I'm gonna leave college, I wanna leave with at least something that I can use outside my degree or just of my personal interest, which is entrepreneurship. So I ended up getting an internship that paid you 25 an hour to work on your own venture. Now, I was so good with my words and my ideas that I didn't even have a business until they extended me for the internship. <laughs> but I, I, my vision was, was, was there in my head. I knew what I was gonna do. I, I spoke so highly of the visions that I had in my head. And I gave one of the, no shade to the other scholars, but one of the best presentations okay. of the day. All right now. <laughs> they believed in me and said, look, you don't have a business, but we see that you're on the path. We're going to extend you. So they ended up extending me into that fall semester. So this is my summertime. Yep. So pretty much what I was doing, and I, I'm just being honest with y'all. I was just taking that money. I didn't put it into no business because I didn't have a business yet. Jones London didn't launch until November. Right. I'm an intern July to September. Right. So from July to September, I'm just cooking in my head. I'm right. I'm thinking, what am I gonna do? I made the logo in July, but it still wasn't launched. It wasn't it wasn't time. So pretty much how it started was just opportunities being placed in front of me and being being able to take advantage of it i didn't want to let it slip away like i said i graduate in a year this is a summer opportunity you don't know where it'll take you just stick with it so september they ended up extending me and i became a fall intern and i launched my business so a little bit about jones london the reason why i chose jones london was because um my name, I always told my last name sounds famous, even in middle school. <laughs> middle school, elementary school, they hear Jones London, they like it, they love it. They say it again, Jones London, Jones London. It rolls nice off the tongue. It sounds elegant, like like Ralph Lauren. I so like, like that. I like that. I'm, I'm going to use it. And if you guys haven't seen the logo, the logo, actually, there is some meaning behind it. So I'm going to get into that because this is actually my first time explaining it here in front of y'all. I have never explained this logo. I don't even think Kayla know the logo. Okay. So this is on air. I'm announcing why the logo is the logo. So if you don't know, it's Jones London and a Knight, and it's featured by six stars. Mm -hmm. Now, the stars, so even simpler, green and red, my favorite two colors. So that's as simple as it gets. I like green and red. Let's start there. Start with what you like. My name, Jones London. Start with what you like. Now, the stars in the logo represent every member in my family and the household. So, two stars, mom and dad, another two stars, grandmother, grandfather, another two stars, aunt, uncle. Because both sides, those are the family members that I had. Y'all are my stars. And then the two stars at the bottom represent the Jones family and the London family. So it's really a family thing. That's why family is so important to me. And it's like that is the idea that I had even before even going to the hospital. Because like I said, this is what I started. This is I just was going off the strength of family. My family's so creative. My family's so wonderful. I want this to be a family business, which is why I use my name. Now the night. Yes. What about the night? The night here. Here. How many? How many people play chess here? Have played chess? Oh, we've, we've all played yeah. chess. Yeah. All right, so I wanted to be a knight because I feel like we all want to be kings. If you have a father, you might be their prince, their prince to the throne. I said I want to be a knight because I want to go out into the world and be a knight for my own name and put my name out on the battlefield. So I that's like why it. that's why I'm a knight and not a prince or a king. I'm a knight because I'm putting my name on the map. Okay. I like that. Okay. So, I That's will never look logo. at that logo the same ever again now. So you wanted to skip two spaces and go left. Mm -hmm. I, I will never look at that thing the same ever again. I've walked by this picture every other day, and now it has all new meaning to me. So when you look at that knight, that's how I envision myself. Like, I'm a knight. I'm a soldier. I'm I'm the one going out to represent the Jones family and the London family. Every time I put Jones London on, that's what I represent. Okay. So it's a family business at heart. Wow. That's... That's amazing, and I didn't know that. But I you know, know what? Deep. We we do know that everybody, when they do a logo, there's just something that yeah. that they have that um, you know, like my butterfly, you know, 
is is our logo. So yep. I use it for this a purpose because the butterfly goes to the cocoon, you know, all that stuff. But um, but yeah. Um, so how many products do you have available through Jones Funding? Because I know that even I have purchased. Now, Mr. Jones over here ain't purchased nothing. Okay. <laughs> he, Corrector, he, he please. Purchased, he, he got the jersey. He got the made Thank you. for victory okay. jersey. Corrector, please. Because he's going to sit up here and say he ain't got nothing. I'm like, well, he ain't well, at least in July. Because no, he got, yeah, you got that, that jersey. Right. Yeah, he got some swag. He got some swag. Don't be trying to <laughs> don't be trying talk. to fact check me over here. I'm not going to talk for this Mr. ain't no Jones, fake news so. over here. This is real. <laughs> I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk for me because you know. That's right. I'm gonna talk. Let me, let me Chris me. Will Smith, Chris Rock, keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna keep your name out of my mouth. But um, um, I because I because I support I support my family. Yes. So I support everything that my family do. Yes. So Gaga is very yeah, supportive. Very of me. supportive. But let's talk about your products. Okay. Let's talk so, about them. Um, starting off, I did a little. So if, if you guys heard from the bio, I consider Jones London a collective experience. So my first ever drop was a collection of pieces ranging from price ranges of twenty dollars up to. 100 so i wanted to make a price range where you know if you couldn't afford the 50 dollars product or you couldn't afford the 75 dollars product you can get something for as cheap as 20 dollars. and i did that you know to support my fam support my friends but i did right now i've done a total of only four drops so they're normally seasonal i don't like to rush also i'm learning as a creative if any other creative can you know, agree with this. Sometimes when I make something and I drop it, I'm already thinking about the, the next, next thing. thing. You yes. should so, be. <laughs> yes. I'm learning right. how to enjoy the process more. So right now I've only done a total of four drops within a year. Looking to up those numbers, but I'm I'm very satisfied with what I have right now on the collection. Okay. And I like what you just said because I just uh, uploaded my, this is my fourth CD I'm working on. And I just uploaded it today, and it'll be dropping on my birthday, December 7th. Ooh. And so I have been listening to these songs for like the last three, four months. Exactly. So you know where my brain is right now? On the next one. On Project 5. So there you that's go. Right. So that's how you stay yeah. ahead of the curve. It's a gift and a curse, though. Yes. it's like sometimes, like you said, you've been listening to it for so long. I've been staring at these designs yes. for so yes. long. When it's out, I'm like, it's out, good, what's next? What's but next? you really have to enjoy yes. and reap the benefits, make the most other of that project. You got to be in the moment. Yeah. yeah. And give other people an opportunity for it to, to get to them. Because marketing takes a while. I yeah. mean, it takes a while for people to, to get to know you. I know I've been wearing your gear. I've been telling people about thank your you. gear. I've been sending them to the website, thank to, you, thank to, you. The, um, to the Instagram and all that stuff. But it takes time for, for yeah. things to catch It up. does. And, and my, my curriculum helps with that though the yeah. business side i understand like i did study marketing and, yeah. and and business and the first thing they tell you in business school if you don't have no customers there's no business yeah man yeah. so yeah. i can make all the cool all the clothes that i think is cool every single day the customers is what keeps the business alive right so it's on. no it's no point in me making you know creating all day i have to wait and see That's what right. the customers want get a feel right. add my own twist to it of course because it's mine but definitely learn the business aspect first before the creative side because we're creative yeah everyone in this in this family's creative yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about that right like i said i did graphic design in high school didn't it pick up photoshop until i decided to start this business but it still was in the back of my mind because we already we're already creative yeah right. so i feel like the business aspect is where i really have to study and 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 execute better than the creative side mm -hmm. and i like that because i, I just finished uh, rich paul's book and that was LeBron's boy that <coughs> formed Clutch uh, Sports. And he said growing up he worked in his father's candy store. And I think it was something like now or laters. And they come in like, you know, 15 different flavors. He said what his father would do is drive him to the wholesaler, send him in. And he was a kid. Yeah. Send him in. He'd give him, you know, like $100, $200 to go in and, and go get him. And he said, as much as I wanted to buy, like, the grape and all this, he said, I know what's sold at the store. Exactly. He said, so I had to buy the stuff that sold at the store over what I wanted. And that's marketing about knowing your customers and knowing what your products are and, and what's selling. Marketing is, is literally everything. Everything needs marketing, whether it's sports, film, mm -hmm. whatever you want to be. 
you need some aspect of marketing because that how that's how you connect to directly to your consumer direct to consumer marketing that's the part and, i don't do well and do you believe that you know you you've been around long enough to see old school marketing versus new wave internet marketing do you think it's easier to do it because of the internet or is it better to do it the old school way okay to answer the to answer part of that question is definitely easier now I'm watching people blow up overnight just off posting something onto their phone and waking up the next day and it's changing their lives okay so okay that definitely is a game changer because of the internet but I do like old fat as you as the comment you made about the film and using film cameras i think old-fashioned if you if you bring that to the new way because there's some people who don't know who don't study the history i feel like if you study the game and you get game from the older generation you're more polished than this new generation who might know how to do it i think the combination of the two is the best if you know how to to utilize the new tools we have but understand what came before you you can't lose that's my methodology yeah now you recently went to california Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. How was that? Okay, staying on brand with Jones London. So Jones London, like I said, about these opportunities that were coming to me. Um, I had the opportunity to go to L.A. with um, 10 other entrepreneurs to go to Los Angeles, Hollywood, and meet other business owners and see how they came up. And what I can tell you guys from these established entrepreneurs, what they all told me was do your own thing do your own thing even if they were one guy was a ceo of a prison reform one was a gardener one was a chef it doesn't matter what field you're in they all told me the same advice do your own thing stick to it have a plan it might sound like broad advice but these are established business owners in la and it's it's, if you guys don't know la is to live in la that's the most expensive county not just in america it's the world and they're doing what they love every single day and able to make a living out there so that was the some of the best advice i took yeah living your best life and how was that walk of fame let me tell you all if y'all never been to la that walk of fame is damn near endless it stars everywhere you go now you you can cheat a little bit there is a little treasure map if you want to go find your stars like i found michael jackson i found tupac but the Walk of Fame is actually nice. You see, you you see a lot of crazy people out there too. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of similar to New York Times Square. But yep, yep. I like I like LA. I gotta go back. I was there only for four days. Four days wasn't enough. I gotta go back to LA. Yeah, I was there for four days too, so I yeah. know the feeling. And yes, I do want to thank you because uh, he did. Uh, he he sent me a picture of him with the Michael Jackson star, <laughs> and he said, "If I and I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the exact quote, but he said, Pop, pop, I tried to find Prince." But there's a lot of stars out here. Yo. He said, the best I could do is I got Michael for you. <laughs> I said, I'll take that. Yo, I swear I was looking for Prince. Yeah. I swear. Yeah, Michael's your favorite. We uh. just No, this is what happened. Because anybody that's been there, you you go to we went to CVS for some water because it was it was 90 degrees. And we out there walking. I, and we're, I'm fresh off the airport at this point. We just want to go. We're tourists when we first got there. Our first hour in L.A., we want to go to the Walk of Fame. So we went to CVS for some water. As soon as you come out of CVS, boom, boom, his star is right there. And of course, you know when there's a, a superstar because the there's a crowd. Yeah. They had his music playing. I went to the Tupac. They had it decorated, mm-hmm. CDs. So trust me, I tried. It just, it just wasn't working. It, it was hot as hell that day too. <laughs> Do you believe you made any connections, or you just gathered knowledge uh, from that trip? Um, I definitely did connect with Soul Folks. So shout out to Soul Folks. They're an LA-based streetwear brand, just like you know Jones London. They they pretty much gave me some pieces, but um, I really just think it was advice. Okay, it was a new chapter of just getting serious, and I'm I'm very good with that. Like I said, academically, junior year, I wanted to sharpen up. This was my sharpening up business-wise. Like it, it just was a pretty much advice, like you said. Okay. So what's yeah. next? Good God, I was going to say this what's is next? because we're closing out 2023. Mm-hmm. Here we exactly. sit in. Uh, this will be November, but this may air in. This is going to air in December. In December. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So uh, you'll be closing out 2023. Okay, newly graduated. On you're still on your entrepreneur path. Health is back where it need to be. Health back. So uh, 
2024 is right around the corner. And as you said, your birthday kicks off in January. Yes, sir. So uh, what do you envision for 2024? Yeah. All right. So before we get into 2024, I don't know if you guys heard, but 1125, November 25th is oh the I'll anniversary one year yes. since i launched jones london yeah okay, we can't blow by right. that yeah. no 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 we have to we we definitely so, have to talk about that we exactly. should have had a bottle of champagne it's almost, you know <laughs> say, i feel like we need to open well, a bottle a of champagne Today, that's the day after thanksgiving ain't yep, it's it? yeah yeah that's the sucky part too because it's it was black friday last uh last year mm. and now it's the day after thanksgiving so it kind of sucks i can't really invite people to chill with me but i will celebrate and will you know yeah. address something on the business page but but you can you can celebrate the whole entire week up into it the, you yeah. know what i'm saying the week after definitely you know? definitely because my birthday next month and i've been celebrating now I was gonna say, <laughs> this man right here celebrates his birthday for a whole i'm just a little month. cautious because you know i didn't even get a week to celebrate and then i was in the you know i know but, but we, can, we, we gonna can turn it up we gonna turn it up this year we gonna celebrate i definitely have some new some new uh envisions for i actually want to go on a completely different trajectory with the business honestly uh jones london right now is a streetwear brand clothing but I feel like I'd be selling myself short if all I did was sell clothes using my last name. I chose to use my last name, but my la- I feel like I'm just so much more than clothes. I actually want to start my own creative agency. There you go. I'm into so much, so much other things. About. I'm really into film right now. I love film. Uh, I watch retro films all the time and just study the shots. I, I still remember... My first ever job was a photographer, and I remember being in the backyard with Pop Pop. He's sh- he setting up the angles, showing me. So I'm I'm so much more interested in other things than just clothes. So definitely yeah. 2024, we're we're moving into. I can make Jones London furniture. Yep. We we're oh, moving into now. completely completely different spaces 2024. But um, just wrapping up this first year. I, I'm definitely, I definitely have some bigger plans yeah, for next but year. But you want to celebrate this year. Yep. Like we right. said, celebrate. Definitely going to celebrate 25th. And then uh, jump into the new year and expand your horizons. Exactly. That's no, right. I like that. I'm Listen, I'm all in on that. Yeah. You know? yeah, and remember, we all know that living your best life simply means you doing what you Wanna want do. to do. Yeah. Right? And and not being restrained, not letting anyone put any, any, you know, any chains on you, just being able to do that. So... I'm glad that you are thinking bigger mm-hmm. because you don't have to stay in one Always. space. You know, yeah. you don't have to stay in one place. Somebody say, oh, well, I thought you did this. I thought you did. Yeah. You could do whatever you want to do. Exactly. There, there ain't no stopping you. You can do whatever. Yeah, man. Andre 3000 released a flute album. Yeah, Everybody waiting for a hip hop record from him. <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna do what I want to do." Flute that's album. exactly right, and and that's an example of living your best exactly. life, yeah. not letting somebody tell you what to do. But here we got this young man. He's twenty two. Come on, where you been? <laughs> <laughs> you better get like, your numbers right. Let me think about that. Oh, you got to think about how old is your let sister? Let me think about that right now. And, and yeah, we we got all we we got to bring her into this. Yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, we didn't even, because, we didn't even uh, talk about your sister. So this is the craziest thing that I love about uh, my grandkids. So this one here, he came along. He's the 9-11 baby because he came along in the year of, you know, the pan- uh, the pandemic, the year of uh, 9-11. Yeah. So his birthday will always be linked uh, because it was in the 2001 year. Mm-hmm. And then 20 years later, here comes his sister. So he is 22 currently. And his sister is two. two. <laughs> you know, you are more like her father than you are her brother. You know what I'm saying to you? She could be your child at this rate. It's still, it's still crazy to think about. I, I always think about the gap, like how it's gonna be. How I see my mom now. Mm-hmm. My mom is 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 in her 40s. That yeah. same gap is that's gonna be me. I'm gonna be 40, and Naomi gonna be 22, looking at me. Yes, like, yeah. yes. me around like. Yes. What you doing? Come pick me up. I'm hungry. I want some food. You know? So that's how far ahead I'm thinking. I'm thinking about yeah. when I'm going to be 40. Because that's what you do to your mom. That, that's what I'm saying. That's where I come from, right. from with Naomi. She's still she's still young, but I love I love Naomi. Naomi, I, I just can't wait till she start. Really? So we get some sentences out of her. What? Yeah. You don't sit and talk with her because she's giving you some no. sentences. No, I'm talking yeah, like... She's fully... Yeah, like when we yeah. can really... Yeah. Yeah, she's she's a very bright girl. Yes, Tagaga's oh, yeah. account. She she's talking. Oh yeah, oh, she is that's talking. not. Yo, she'll tell you what she she uh, she'll. Uh, do you know she ratted me out yesterday? 
Or you wasn't I didn't hear that. that. I did hear when 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 you sneeze and she said and she said bless you yes. and then you said thank you and she said you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> wait, wait. This, so she comes upstairs. She came upstairs yesterday because I told y'all earlier about this whole bathroom project I'm working on. And she came upstairs. I had that big bucket with all Papa the sticks made in a it. Mess. That's exactly what she said. <laughs> I did hear that. She looked. She said, "Pop pop made a mess." I looked at her. I said, "What?" She said, "Pop pop made a mess." Yeah. So now she comes downstairs and she's still saying this. So now your mother comes here uh-huh. to pick her up, and I'm upstairs still, and out of nowhere. So this shows you her her cosmic nature. Uh-huh. And she, you know, she's doing a thing with her mother. Yeah, she, then she out of nowhere, it, yeah. she turns around. She goes, "Mommy, Pop Pop made a mess." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you right now, don't take that chick with you. If, if you're if out you there doing, doing crime, you out there doing dirt, she, she gonna dime you out. Oh, she man. said, "Pop Pop made a mess." She mm-hmm. just dimed she me out. She definitely, she has a great memory. Yeah, she man. Remembers yeah, everything. I, so I when she gets Naomi. older, she is going to be, and and she is already uh, a, a domineering uh, personality. She has, she's very set in her ways. She's she's has a nice IQ to her. She puts stuff together well. So you wait. You, by the time she gets to that five to seven range, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's going to be that's crazy. that's the age that I'm talking about. So oh, yeah. it's not that she's not speaking now. She's just still yes. toddler. I I really want to. Get some you want her to some be content like, out of her. Right. I really want to see like okay, right. let her grind your gears a little bit. And everybody uh, loves say, it right now. Think about uh, <laughs> think about uh, think about Marley because we got the opportunity to see her at three. Okay, and now here she is at five. The okay. the difference in her from two years already is quick. So I can only imagine what it's going to look like watching Naomi go through that yeah. same process. Yeah. Not rushing it, though, because like I said, I compare her to me and my mom. So that means if she's getting older, I'm getting older. Let That's me help right. you with this, young man. The gift in life is getting older <laughs> because the end uh, part of life is death. And nobody's rushing to that one. Yeah, but, so. you, but we all getting older. <laughs> the minute you're born, although you think new stuff is forming, you're actually dying from the minute you're born. Yeah. No, that's right. You know what I'm saying? So, but y'all, y'all gonna yeah. have a nice. Run. I saw, I saw something today. It was online. He was like, "Be happy though, because this is the youngest you've ever been. Every this day is the is youngest, youngest yeah. you've ever been. Yeah. So exactly, it, def- it depends on how you look at it." Yeah. And I saw a great shirt, you know, for like the birthday, and it said, "I don't know how to act my age. I've never been this old yet." <laughs> I was like, exactly. "That's a shirt I need," you know? Yeah, we we all learning. I think it's all perspective. Like I said, I learned I learned a lot from 2022 to now. I, I view a lot of things differently, whether it's friendships, whether it's love, relationships, whether it's age, even that. Because I I watch, you know. Um, shout out to my my birthday party, not my birthday party, my graduation party, where everyone said a little piece at the end. Oh yeah, you know. But even just that, like I remember watching my dad. And one sentence he said kind of like made me think, and it not that it changed, not that I haven't been thinking about it, but when you hear it from the source, it, it hits a little different, it hits a different part of your heart. So yep. he was like, while he was raising me, he was still growing up. Yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah. It'll be plenty of you'll hear that on online all the time, but this is my my own yeah. father saying that, so I'm like, yeah. dang. Yeah. He's. He like you said, he'd never been forty before. This yeah. is his first time being forty. Yeah. Absolutely. So that made me, you know, cut my parents some slack. They they was they, they was raising me while I was while I was getting raised. So they, while they was growing up. That's right. They were doing the best they, <laughs> they can. Right. One thing I always say about, you know, me and your grandmother is it, it was the blessing and the curses. We've said that line before. <laughs> I gotta I gotta hear it from y'all perspective too. Well that's what I'm saying. The blessing was <laughs> is that we had our kids young. That was the blessing because, you know, like I watch your mother trying to run around behind Naomi at 40. Naomi's two. Mm. It's it's a a law of diminishing returns. She ain't going to be able to keep up. Okay. We were able to run around with our kids because we were young when we had our kids. So we were able to run around with them like crazy. But the curse was because we were young. We weren't established yet. We didn't have all those things. And I always say, you know, you, you can say what you want to say about what you really want and what you really need in life. But nine out of ten times, you have everything you need. You just don't know you have it. <laughs> you just don't know you and have it. And if you talk to your parents, you know, you, you talk to Key, you talk to, you talk to AJ and ask him what it was like growing up here. Got to remember, AJ was one when he came here. Okay. Your mother was six when she came here. This is all they knew. 
Yeah. Okay. Your your grandmother remembers going from house, getting into a house, losing a house, moving to another location. I was the gypsy. I floated between New York and New Jersey, back and forth, going around. Never had this kind of stability in life. And I think that was the gift that we gave uh, your parents, was that the, the fact that she was able to grow up in a house. She had her own room. She had her own space to live her own life. And that was the, the, the blessing we had, even though me and you may have looked through it through the lens of we didn't have enough money. Yeah. We weren't able to give them all the things that we thought they truly, really needed. But you know what we gave them? That's what I'm saying. We like, gave them the love and everything they needed to get started. And now fast forward all these years later, I love seeing my daughter. She's out there doing her thing. Mm -hmm. I love seeing my son. He's out there doing his thing. And the fruit of that is you. I love seeing what mm -hmm. you're doing. And there's no doubt in my mind. And Naomi, she got no choice because she's going to grow up in that environment. And, and, and the real perspective of that is like when when Kiana had you, she was what eighteen. But here's the thing too: she was in college. Yeah. The way you you, you just graduated from college, and so you were her pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, it, but it, the, the the great thing about that is is that Kiana never skipped a beat. Didn't miss a beat. She nope. never missed a beat, and I was so proud of she her. She was out a she semester and kept it moving. Went to college while she, you know, she was um, carrying you. She went to college as as long as she could go. She had you, missed a semester, went right back to school, made that semester up, and graduated, graduated on time, on time yeah. with her class. And I was always so proud of her. Yeah. And and Rue too, because even though, like he said, yes, he was trying to grow up. They both was trying to grow up yeah. while they were trying, trying to grow to you up. Raise a child. Mm -hmm. while they, but we had so much. They had a village around them. Love in this house. Yeah. It was like, you know, what's the African Proverbs? It takes a village to raise a yeah. child. And you had a village. Because your other you grandparents, know? that's a wonderful exactly. stable house. This was a stable house. Shout out to Granny. That's yeah. right. So they, Shout out to Cheryl. If ever they had an <laughs> opportunity to fall off, yes. they always had a safe place that they could land in. Exactly. Where they could regroup and then go back out and battle the next day. So uh, your parents did a wonderful job raising you. Yes, I, I, yes they I, did. I love your parents. I love Rue. I love, you know, obviously I love my daughter. But I just love what they have breathed into you. So uh, there's no doubt in my mind that you have to be successful because you come from good fruit. Yeah. So if you're not successful, it's a you problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. It ain't us. Yeah. It's a you problem. Because you have given, we, we, you have been given from every side, every opportunity for you to be able to explore and become this great young man that yeah. you are. That's why I have, I have no choice but to make it work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm chosen. That is, <laughs> I tell are. myself that all the time. People don't believe me. I'm for real. That's listen, right. If y'all don't believe me, listen to them. I used to call you my co-pilot. Because uh, especially when you were here, when you were younger, you were always with me. We were always doing work, like you said. I had you with me every time I was doing a project. You were right next to me doing it. Uh, but my new term for you is the franchise. Franchise. That's like my that. new. That's my new term. I like that. You have graduated from the co-pilot because you're like the franchise. Because I thought your sister, was gonna, I mean, your sister, I thought your mother was going to be the one that was going to pull me up out of here. <laughs> always looking for so, somebody to pull him out somewhere i gave up on her now that she got naomi because she got a whole new journey so then i had my i, I had hey, aj I, I tagged aj that to might be the, be next the best odds i'm fresh out of business school Listen, <laughs> now aj then got his new nuclear family so i, I can't put the pressure on him so yeah, i'm looking at you oh man. so it's on the franchise now I'm, don't worry he was i'm taking y'all with me <laughs> He was looking at all of us. He was looking at me. He was looking at all of us. Like, oh, nah, she's going to be the one. Oh, no, he's going to be the it's one. It's nothing no, wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. I think I'm on a good trajectory. Yeah, man. I'm figuring out. But it's like y'all said, It's I have the world at my disposal, really. Yes, yeah. you do. All the tools, even like you said, the internet. Yes. I got game from the wise. That's right. The village. That's right. There's no, like... I tell myself this all the time when I'm speaking about my business, when I'm speaking about my plans, my vision. There's no way that I can let outside energy get into it because this is what I come from. That's right. I come from this. Y'all showed me that. I honestly felt from. like I was, I'm late to the game because if, first off, if the people listen to the podcast, I ain't play no instrument. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't write no book. I ain't act. I didn't dance. I didn't do none of that. They tried to. They tried with me. They tried to put me in all that, but I. It just didn't work. So honestly, I'm catching up to y'all. Like <laughs> I'm late to the artist. I like that because we are a family we of always, the arts. We always yeah. knew that you were going to do something. Yeah. Even your sister is showing signs exactly. of artisticness. Yep. Oh, and, and we would like be remiss family. if we didn't hit them with one more thing. What, what? is that? 
uh, you know, because we are a sports family. Okay. Are we really? Yes, we are. Are we going to do that again? Yes, we are a we hardcore sports family. We're going to do that again. Okay, but go ahead. There is one sport in particular that this family has like a limited level of love for. Oh, the one sport that but, you don't watch. But this one, yeah. I only watch the sport every four years. Yeah. Because they do a special event. But I used to come home and you know how you grab your TV remote and you turn the TV on? This boy done got the TV channels already programmed. I turn on, I'm like, oh, God, not these people again. <laughs> Will you tell them what that sport is? Football. <laughs> it is not football. <laughs> no, football is my Giants. Yo, football. <laughs> Soccer. Listen, this young man forced me. You know, I always peeked at it, but I ain't, I'm, I'm no kind of a soccer fanatic. But because he played in school and I would go out and see his games, uh, I would come here. He'd be watching the, you know, I can only really watch World Cup. He'd be watching it, tell me, yo, this is Premier League. This is Bundesliga. <laughs> this is, I'm like, oh my Spain. God. I'm like, it's, it's too much. I'm like, where's the Super Bowl? There is no Super Bowl of soccer. I'm like, you know, it's the, yeah. every week there's another championship. It's too much. But where where did this love come from? Because it didn't come out of this house. So when did you develop this love for soccer? That it is? didn't come out this house, but it started on this block because right down the block is Oval Park. I started playing soccer in 2008. Okay. So I've been playing soccer since I was seven years old. And from there, I just was fast. And when you're faster than a lot of people in that sport in particular, you automatically get an edge up on your opponent. So because I was fast, they, they saw it in me. And they kind of groomed my liking, and I just stuck with it. So yeah, since man. I was seven, honestly. Yeah. And I introduced, just like you, I introduced to my dad. I still remember uh, going to Watsesson Park mm. and, you know, him telling me, like, we going to get the jerseys. We going to play with them. He don't know nothing nothing about a lick of soccer, just like you. Yeah. But because I was in- interested yeah. in it, he was in it, too. But So I'd say elementary school, really, honestly. It, just, it was the first time I felt like, attached to a sport because i yeah. tried i tried basketball i never did football because you know my mom ain't never let me play football yeah. i was too yeah. thin yeah but <laughs> i just i just liked it from the jump yeah man. yeah so what made you decide in 12th grade right to stop playing yeah that you didn't no longer want to play hmm because you went okay. all the way to 12th grade right you went all the way no i went to 11th grade because 12th grade, okay. 12th grade we merged schools oh that's right you I went knew, to the new oh, school okay. we merged schools oh, okay. and that system was yeah. different Honestly, you really want me. You really want to yeah, know why? Yeah, I do. I really want to know why. The and world wants to know why. Y'all gonna thank me for this because it there's there's products of me not doing that, even with Jones London. Okay. So I stopped. I stopped playing soccer because I felt like I was missing out on a social life. I couldn't get no girls junior junior year. <laughs> all my friends had girls. All my friends had girlfriends. Oh. All my friends was 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 leveling up. <laughs> and I'm the only oddball out. Okay. Last to get my license, all kind of stuff. I'm just like I'm watching it go by. Okay. It was temporary though, because now if you if you flip the switch, now I'm above. Yeah. But I just didn't want to play because I felt like I was missing out. Okay. I love it. Listen, okay. that's Whatever. real. That's no, that's real. That's real. a great. That's real. I love it. That's great conversation. I felt like I was missing out. And and also we were merging schools. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't want to yeah. play for that yeah. coach because you were at Bloomfield yeah. Tech. Yeah, we were at Bloomfield Tech, but then we were merging with a new school, and the coaches were gonna swap. So that means he was just gonna take his, his starting bunch. lineup and yeah. move us to the bench. I wasn't. I wasn't with that. Oh, okay. I yeah. got you. All okay. right. So we're at the end of our podcast, but before the end? before we get to the very very end, okay. I want you to to talk to your audience right now. Tell them what it takes or or not what it takes you could be telling them what it takes but i want you to tell them how they too can live their best life I mean, what does it take to live your best life because you you seriously live in yours and you don't have to be 50 60 70 80 okay so that's why i want you to talk to young people right now talk to young people talk to the young people all right cool young people audience anybody who's listening what I think it takes to live your best life, it starts from within. So, when I say it starts from within, it starts with self-discipline. You have to know yourself. You have to learn to love yourself. You have to l- learn to accept your flaws. Mm. Accept everything that comes with your personality, your mindset. Change it. 
Because once you change your mindset is when you start to change the things outside of you. Word. Because it's a direct yeah. attachment. So, um, always be a student, too. Never mm-hmm. stop learning. I feel like people, just, just because I graduated school, um, that doesn't mean I'm done as a student. Right. Always keep learning. Right. And just believe in yourself honestly it's so it's so cheesy of a of an advice but like i said when i went to la they all told me the same thing like they were reading off a script but that's their real life that's what they see they just believe in themselves so i feel like that's really the recipe to living your best life believe in yourself tell yourself that you are who you're meant to be and live like you're already chosen that's how i live all right now. <laughs> Boy, who does that sound like? Oh my gosh. All right. Who does now. it sound like? I don't know who the, does it sound like you. Damn. <laughs> I've been living my best life since I was like He's seven. He's been living <laughs> his best life since he was born. Nah, for real. You got to <laughs> live like you're chosen. Like you meant for this. Everything you're doing right now, you're meant for. The clothes you, it yeah. starts from what you put on, what you decided to eat. That's the meal that you were going to have from the jump before you knew it. Because yeah. that's what that's what's meant. That's what I believe in. So stay educated and believe in yourself. Okay. Word. Because there certainly ain't no age. You can certainly be living your best life from the, t- like like Mr. Jones over here, like AJ, from the time he was born <laughs> until the time he'll be no more. He's going to be living his best life. So I want all of you out there to start living your best life. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what you think that you need to do. What you need to do is be in the now. So I want everybody out there who hears my voice to start living their best life. Now, you've been listening to Live Your Best Life with Caroline and AJ. And we want you to tune in next time when we bring in another guest so that they can tell us how they're living their best life. But tonight, you are listening to Isaiah Jones London. And I want you to remember that name. That's right. I want you to remember that name. Remember the name Jones London because that name is going to go very, very far. And you heard it first here on this network, this network, this network. So, everybody say your goodbyes. Say your goodbyes, y'all. All right, y'all. Y'all know what it is. Another great episode. Got the grandson in the house mm-hmm. doing big things. Thank you for having me, Dr. Jones. I always of appreciate course. being here with you. Of course. And to all those out there in the podcast world, we love you. That's right. I want to thank y'all for having me on here, first and foremost. And I'll see y'all next time. I'll be back. I guess he will. He'll be back with bigger and better things. So we will see y'all. Now listen, if you want to be a guest on Living Your Best Life with Caroline and AJ, then you need to send me an email. Send me an email to rtrpcandidconversations at gmail.com. Or you can send an email to ministry one word, at gmail.com. I'm going to put all this information in the comment line so you're going to be able to see it. But call us so you can be on the show too. So you can tell everybody how you are living your best life. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace.